Welcome, everyone, to the Hecate's Doorway podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Enjoy Welcome. your stay. Welcome to my home. Please invite us into yours. Invite us in. <laughs> Brandon is over here on my left. Say hi. Hi. And my name is Gabriel. Okay, now we got the introductions out of the way. Remember when we were young and we're trying to think, we're trying to plan world domination? Oh my, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. We were like, I'll be a vampire, you'll be a werewolf, and then we'll just rule the world, dude. I know. I just remember that. Yeah, me too. Oh, fun times. Simpler times. Yep. And you grow up and you realize that you, you just you just can't. <gasps> Anyways. <laughs> also, earlier we just heard a really creepy sound. Turns oh out it was a car, car being stalled. I think. I've never heard a car sound like that. It sounded weird. This whole yeah. night's been weird. We are in our makeshift studio, which is just a room we've blocked off in our house. <laughs> and all night weird shit's been going on. Mm-hmm. When Gabe got home tonight, I swear I saw movement, and it was literally just the two of us up in the kitchen. Yeah. And then my charger got popped out of the uh, outlet behind me. I didn't fucking touch it. Gabe has been hearing knocking all night. I heard it, too. Yeah. Yeah, some weird-ass fucking... I can only assume it was our car. Oh, it, was, it sounded like a hyena. God, it kind of did. It's really freaking weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's just setting the vibes for today. Such good vibes. But what are we talking about today? Today we are going to be talking about the unsolved disappearance of William and Margaret Patterson. This is a case that I found when I was watching a Cartoon Network iceberg video. Nice, nice. <laughs> because apparently there is like a... And I guess an urban legend of sorts that this disappearance at least played some part in the inspiration of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mostly, I guess, just in the couple. Yeah. And the place it took place in. But I thought it was interesting. I looked into it and this, it's, you know, it's your standard weird disappearance. But I think it's fun. We haven't done Unsolved in a while. Yeah, true. It has been a very long time. We've been doing so many serial killers lately. Yeah. So, without further ado, because I know we're going to be taking a lot of breaks to bullshit, <laughs> let's, just, let's just jump into it. On March 5th, 1957, 42-year-old Margaret and 52-year-old William Patterson would leave their home in El Paso, Texas to never be seen again. They left behind all their belongings, including expensive clothing, car, a boat, their cat, as well as their own successful business. At first glance, the Pattersons were a normal couple. They had no enemies, no shady dealings, or acquaintances. Well-liked in their community, they even hosted a dinner with friends the night before their disappearance. But as the investigation into their disappearance went forward, it became apparent there may have been a secret the Pattersons were keeping. Friends would go on to say that they never talked much at all of their past, not even divulging their birthdays or how the two met, and theories on what happened to the couple range from a mob hit to alien abduction. So, let's get into it. 
What are you looking at? I was hearing something, but now it's nothing. Now you're hearing the knockings again? No, it's something else. As we said, not much is known about William and Margaret. They owned a business together, Patterson Photo Supply. William also had property in Guamas. I believe I'm saying that right. Guamas or Guamas, Mexico. And even though they were secretive, it seemed no one who knew them had anything bad to say about the couple. It's gonna, it's gonna be a weird one. All right, gonna hop in. <laughs> Daddy's ride. Oh no! Oh. I don't want to hop into Daddy's ride. <laughs> the last time the couple had been seen was just days before their disappearance, when they had dinner at their home with their friends, the Wards. To see a Ward would later tell the police that during the dinner, neither had mentioned any plans of trouble. William and Cecile had even made plans together for later that. In the week when the two went out to William's garage after dinner to walk on his boat. On March 6th of that year, while opening up his automotive shop, Cecile Ward would look out into his parking lot to the side of William's Cadillac. But it wasn't William who entered the shop, but the owner of a Duffy Photo Services, business rival and friend of William Peterson, Patterson, my bad, Doyle Crooklyn, when Cecile Questioned Doyle on how and why he had William's car. Doyle would reply, The Pattersons were going on a little vacation and asked Cecile to fix a few problems on William's car. And yeah, this guy... Um, I think this guy is going to end up being the main suspect. Yeah. And that's also just the most like 50s gangster way of saying that someone's dead. Yeah, the Pattersons going yeah. on a little uh, vacation. They went to uh, swim with the fishes. They went to go swim with the ducks. Swim with the ducks? I told you the fit. Did you throw them in the duck pond again? I didn't know I wasn't supposed to throw them in no duck pond. I thought I was just going to throw them in water. Oh, damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Their bodies were like half submerged. <laughs> How was I supposed to know ducks weren't going to eat them? Ducks? Are not? Carnivores. <laughs> With how cryptic and suspicious the whole interaction had been, Cecil would later call the police and tell them about the odd interaction he had with Doyle, and they would soon go over to the Patterson's home to check out things. Upon entering the home, they'd find a home that was more in the condition of a home of someone who'd left to go to the store for maybe 30 minutes, and much less the condition of a home of someone who just left for vacation. They found dishes from the previous night's dinner still sitting in the sink, appliances plugged into the wall, and the family cat Tommy left completely unattended to, as well as expensive clothes left at the dry cleaners and mail piling up outside. Definitely not how an adult couple in their late 50s would typically leave affairs before going on a vacation. I mean, that's definitely how we'd leave our house when we go on vacation. But I mean, I guess in the fifties, you, uh, you you were just a little more careful. Also, we're like fucking irresponsible assholes. Yep, there we are. But yeah, it definitely did not look like the house of someone who's left on vacation. Cecil would tell police everything he knew of the Pattersons, which wasn't much. But as he went on, some odd things started to emerge. In particular, one instance which took place at a bar in Juarez, Mexico. 
William had gotten into a fight with a waiter when he refused to serve William's 20-year-old mistress, Estefana Ario Morfin. Upon this revelation, the police would push for more information on the Pattersons, though as we stated earlier, they were very secretive about their past. All anyone can tell authorities was that both William and Margaret would only describe their childhoods as rough and that William came from Chicago, where he worked as a carnival barker. Margaret's father didn't approve of William, and she had to choose between him or them. But no one could tell authorities things like their birthdays, or how exactly the two met, or how long they'd been married. Estefana was also questioned, but only stated that William at one point claimed he would have to, quote, disappear soon and do it quickly, end quote but she would later, for unknown reasons, retract her statement. And this is where it starts getting really weird. Yeah. Because, yeah, they are incredibly secretive. Like, no one knows their birthdays, where, how they met, how long they've been married. Yeah. And apparently, Mr. Williams saying shit about having to disappear soon, so it's starting to look like maybe I'm maybe some mob shit? This is the 50s, after all. Yeah, this is where shit starts to get a little weird. Over a week after the initial disappearance on March 15th, the Patterson's accountant, Herbert Roth, would receive a telegram from a Western Union office in Dallas. The telegraph had been commissioned from a payphone near the Love Field Airport by H.W. Patterson's, W.H. Mabe, which raised some flags as William's middle name was Darrell. The telegram instructed Roth to act as a business manager of the Patterson's photo supply store. It also instructed Ross to sell the Patterson's mobile home to help support the store, as well as to rent out their home for at least nine months. And lastly, the telegram instructed both Ross to hire a new store manager to replace William, but not just anyone. He told him to hire Doyle Kirkland. Though this whole thing was very suspicious, the telegram was made entirely over the phone and left no trail to follow. As for Doyle, Doyle, he was definitely in the spotlight as a suspect, but officials weren't able to find anything on him as well, and by the 60s had left El Paso altogether and essentially went off the grid of authorities. Yeah, that, that's that's hella suspicious. Yeah. For your, uh, basically your business rival to just leave and then to get a telegram like, hey, uh, sell all my shit and make my business rival the new owner of all my shit. And then he just dips. What are you looking at? Why do you keep looking over there? Yeah. What? I just get the feeling something's there. I can't help it. Like I seriously get the feeling of presence. Tune in next time when we do a live ghost hunt on our show. Actually, that'd be <laughs> kind of sick. Not gonna lie. Oh, that'd be fun. There were several people who claimed to have seen the Pattersons outside of Mexico City in the first few years after the disappearance. Workers in the Valle del Bravo Hotel were questioned by Sheriff Bob Bailey, as well as shown pictures of the Pattersons, to which the workers would confirm they'd seen the Pattersons stay at the hotel for several months during 1957, though there were no written records to confirm it. And on March 27, 1964, the Pattersons were officially pronounced dead. The case was cold until 1984, when Ronaldo Nangare, 
the Patterson's former caretaker came forward and confessed to homicide detective Freddie Bonilla that he had found blood around the Patterson's home and even a piece of human scalp on the propeller of William's boat and had cleaned it all up shortly after the time of their disappearance. He also claimed to have witnessed an associate of the Patterson's putting bloody sheets into the trunk of their car, though he wasn't able to make out who this person was. When he was questioned why he had cleaned it up and not brought this forward to police, Ronaldo said he was undocumented at the time and feared he'd be deported. And two years after speaking to authorities, Ronaldo would die in a car accident. Very suspicious. This uh, this whole thing reeks of mob shit or a c- c- fucking cover up. Uh, yeah. So there's that. There. I mean, I really don't know how credible it could be, but I mean, it makes sense that he wouldn't have said anything at the time, and that just kind of leans, I guess, a little more towards maybe they were murdered in their home. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. As you mentioned at the top of this of this episode, the theories on his, on this disappearance are fairly vast and some a little outlandish. Some believe they were kidnapped and murdered, and others believe that they were abducted by aliens. Other theories explain that one murdered the other and then went on the run, and some speculated that the couples were spies. In 2009, El Paso County Sheriff Sheriff Leo Samanillo interviewed for a piece on the case. There he would tell reporter Diana Washington Valdez that he believes the couple were in fact spies. He believes this because of both how quickly they had vanished as well as the post counts of William taking photos of Fort Bliss as well as military train shipments and that seems to be the official piece on, of information on this case. To this day, what truly happened to the couple is still unknown, and this case remains unsolved. So before we close this one out, let's talk about the theories on what happened, as well as a possible tie-in to one of our favorite childhood cartoons. Yes, let's do that. The Spies one is... The Spies is everyone's favorite theory, I think. Yeah. I don't know if I really want to lean into that because there's really no evidence of that other than some people saying that, I mean, they say he was taken, but he ran a photo supply. So if that was really his thing, of course, he's going to be taking photos of stuff. True. But that's everyone's favorite, I think, is that they were spies. Yeah, let's talk about the theories a little bit. All right, what's the theory? So first, first theory, and these are just in order of how I wrote them down. It's not like most credible to least credible. Kind of is, but kind of not. Yeah. Uh, is what we already talked about a little bit, that Doyle Kirkland was responsible for their murders to take over the business. And, I mean, that one just kind of playing out in the day. That motherfucker rolls up in William's fucking, uh, what was it, like? Cadillac. Cadillac, yeah. Just be like, oh, yeah, they went on a little vacation. Sure. And then, yeah, and then months later, a fucking mysterious telegram that's like, basically let Doyle take over the business and then he just vanishes. So yeah, that one's pretty fucking, I'd believe that one if that was what happened. So the next one is that they were murdered by the mob for an unknown reason. Now this is like the height of mob activity. I think like the, the late fifties. Yeah. Who knows why, but I think everyone was fucking doing shit with mob back then. That would explain how they just fucking up and vanished and shit. 
and it would explain why their caretaker saw some people loading some bloody sheets into a car. It was probably bodies. Uh, but there's really no evidence. I mean, there's really no evidence to any of these, but that's that's another one. Yeah. So, and the next one's one you touched on a little bit. That Margaret murdered William in retaliation for his unfaithfulness and went on the run. Could have happened. Maybe not. Because he had a 20-year-old mistress. Remember, this guy was like 54 or something. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, could have been that William murdered Margaret to run away with his mistress. Though maybe she rejected him when she found out. Or he is in hiding, which would be why she is was, you know, still there and questioned and said that she doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Could have been, could have not been. Uh, another theory is that they were kidnapped and murdered or murdered and buried in an unknown location by a home invader. Could have happened that way too. I mean this is uh this is New Mexico. You know, this is this is the state that has the truth or consequences town. Where the fucking toy box killer was. Um, So yeah, that's another one. That's kind of just a very simple one. Now we're going to start getting the more outlandish ones. Obviously there was the one I just talked about that they were spies. I don't know. There's really nothing to back that one up. A lot of people just keep saying, oh, they're probably spies. I don't know that I really believe that one just because, like, there's really nothing there. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, this was was post-World War II, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much American spies really going on at that point. True. Could have been um, doing the, the Cold War. No, oh, Cold War. yeah. Yeah, the Cold yeah, War. Yeah, okay, well, maybe. But next one is, uh, they could have been abducted by aliens. Fuck yeah. Why? Because fuck it. Why not? Why not? Abducted by aliens. Or, of course, what I mentioned last time, skinwalkers. Yeah. I tried to find out why skinwalkers keep getting put into this but i don't know there was really nothing people just keep saying skinwalkers it's just because basically because it's out in the middle of nowhere speaking of the middle of nowhere yes like i said at the beginning of this this was i guess an urban legend of sorts because i tried to find more information on this too and i couldn't but a lot of people say that this is supposedly one of the things that inspired courage the cowardly dog yeah the only thing i can see is i think I, like, I found a picture of the house that that you know they live in then the show i found like a legit picture i don't know if it's like legit real or not but yeah i don't know if that yeah, was no, their house picture you're talking about mm-hmm. um there's really nothing else other than it was just a couple that had a very mysterious thing happen to them out in the middle of nowhere except they don't have a dog they have a cat and their cat didn't save them i i really wanted there to be more to that though I tried so hard to find shit, but there was just (laughs) nothing. I thought that one was just kind of interesting because it's it's so weird. Yeah. Because, I don't know, that one was really weird. I mean, I I don't know. Personally, I'm going with the... That fucking Doyle murdered them or he hired someone to murder them. That's what I would say. This just really seems to be what... Yeah. Oh, what do you think? Also, really mob, man. What the sh- what type of shit they were doing? Well, that's true. They could have been doing some mob dealings for their business. True. You all should look into that if you'd like. If you if you find anything that I missed, let me know. Yeah, I legitimately want to know more. This one is just one of those ones where I'm like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, 
let's talk about the future of what we're going to do here a little bit. Okay. I have some ideas. Obviously, we've been throwing around the the witch idea. Gabe's trying to work on that. It's probably going to be a series, so that'll be fun. Okay. Gabe's working on that still. Probably, I want to be able to, at least maybe in October, like the whole month. That would be really cool. Yeah. We're going to try to do more uh, history stuff as well. I really want to get back into the history shit. Yeah. Um, that would be nice. I just got so put off after the failure that was my Elizabeth Bathory script. Oof. I, I had such high hopes for that third episode, and then it just turned into a, I don't know, maybe this. Oof. Could have been that. Yeah. Nice. So we're going we're gonna to try to do some more history stuff, a little more unsolved stuff. Try to stray away from the serial killers a little bit, just to kind of yeah. space it out. Unless we just covered fucking three. Literally. Um, did we do four? Well, I guess we technically did four because we did Gary Ridgeway. Yeah, and I got five if you count, or six because we did the Phantom Killer uh, and then the right. Torso Murder. But those were those are more unsolved because we have no idea who the fuck they were. Yeah, and Gary Ridgeway was just a fuck the <laughs> most boring fucking serial killer. Holy shit! Oof. I swear, like, I mean, I've listened to, like, podcasts and stuff talking about it, and I found it entertaining. Yeah. But for some reason, writing the script and recording it, I was just like, God, this is fucking stupid. There's no meat to this shit. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's going to kind of be on the lookout. All right. Um, I guess, not really planned, but speaking of vampires, I do want to talk uh, about I shit. Uh, I kind of wanted to do like an episode where we talk about like the the history of them and like media and shit because it's cool. Yeah, so it that's, is. That's gonna be on the lookout too. I think that's about it, honestly. All right. So you got anything you want to say before we wrap this shit up, bitch? And stop staring at the spot where I saw the fucking shadow person. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, Gabe's, Gabe's been looking over his shoulder this entire fucking recording. Definitely, I feel like there's something. It's freaking me the hell out. All right, uh, I got nothing else than just blessed be. Stay safe. Yes, make sure to uh, rate us wherever you're listening. Five stars. Five. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Email us if you want to email us any suggestions, any stories, just to tell anything like that. Mm-hmm. If you would like to donate to our Patreon, there is that. That is really, uh, if you want to, no one's forcing you. I definitely don't have someone watching you right now. Yeah, Evan. <laughs> yeah, Evan. Fuck you, Evan. We see you. Yeah, I, I, I f- fucking bitch. You better fucking donate right fucking now. You fucking someone actually named Evan. That's here's this. <laughs> I just see like a dollar donation tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh shit. Trying to threaten all of our listeners now. <laughs> that'd be funny. Uh, but yeah, if you would like to donate to that, that'd be really cool. Um, we do tarot readings, mm-hmm. courtesy of this bitch over here. Of course. That would, you know, if you want that, if you want anything, if you don't want the reading and you want something else, just fucking tell me and I'll do whatever you want. Within reason. Whatever you want. <laughs> I'll do it. Send a titty pic. Do. Show me them titties. Show hole. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. All right, yeah. Thank, thank you all for listening. Thank you. Blessed be. Hail the All Father. Hail Satan.
Hell Satan! I think that's helping. Who knows? <laughs> Goodbye, y'all.